Are you good at putting things off? Today, we're talking about the topic of procrastination. You know, when there might be sort of important things you need to do for work or bring up a topic in your relationship. Whatever it might be, when we put those things off and procrastinate, that can cause a major issue in our lives. If you'd like to find out more about how to improve your relationships, head over to therelationshipmaze.com, where you can also take our free online conflict style quiz and discover your conflict style in your relationships. Welcome to today's episode of The Relationship Maze, and today we're talking about uh, procrastination. Yes. You know, when we tend to put things off. Yes, and as you were doing the introduction, I was sort of thinking, how much of a procrastinator am I? Generally speaking, I'm quite good at sort of getting on with stuff. Um, I don't really put things off. I put things off. When I um, when I feel uncomfortable about something, for example, so that I might, might be one reason why I don't get on with it. So, one thing I could think of immediately was that I need to see my um, dental hygienist this week, and I really don't like it. I've been put putting I've put off making that appointment for some time now because it's always really painful, uh, and I don't like pain. So. That's why I haven't done it. So that was one sort of, that was one immediate thing that came into my mind, something that I put off. Yeah, so, so it's different for different people. But I mm. think just like you said, it's those things we don't really want to do. For me, it's like, you know, for example, doing tax return. It's oh. sort of like try and put it off as long as I can. Yes. And I know a lot of people that do that. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of those sort of things that seem to be more painful. Mm. Um, you know, even things like, making certain appointments or uh you know having like you said the dentists mm. might kind of put off making that phone call mm. um the, the weird thing is that a lot of these things when you sit down and do them they take surprisingly little time mm-hmm. and you do it and you think well it really wasn't that bad no sure and actually you waste way more time sort of fretting about it than actually doing it right yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, but strangely, it doesn't seem, to, I don't seem to remember that the next year. It's still like a <laughs> uh, tax return. I'll do that next week. Mm. Yes. Next week becomes next week. Yes. Yeah. So I think often with procrastination, there is an underlying fear, isn't there? Um, we put things off because uh, we have a certain anxiety related to the very thing that we need to do. And that fear could be um, could be driven by all sorts of different aspects. It could be driven, for example, by a sense of I can't do it. Um, so you don't do it because you feel like you can't do it or I'm not going to do it well enough um, or this is going to be too overwhelming for me. I can't cope with it. So very often that's the sort of underlying uh, anxiety, isn't it, with uh, procrastination, this idea of um, that you can't do something. Yes, and I think it's it's very much as well. It's that short term rewards overrides that sort of long term discomfort. What well, mm-hmm. the the discomfort of doing things. So you think, well, actually, I could just watch this TV show now, and I'll do the other thing later. Mm-hmm. So we substitute what we really need to do with something that gives us a short term benefit. Mm-hmm. And procrastination is really a type of experiential avoidance. Mm-hmm is that you know, by procrastinating, we try not to face those feelings that we feel are going to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. 
And this is one of the challenges that, you know, that, that many of us face in life is that, you know, we, we don't like uncomfortable things. We don't like things that we don't enjoy. Mm. And we think, well, you know, well, I can do something more enjoyable now and put that off. But the more you put it off is the more difficult it can get, the more challenging it gets. Mm. So ultimately, it can get a lot worse. And sometimes by actually facing those things that we feel are most challenging or most uncomfortable, we get through those and, and it becomes a lot easier. Mm. Yeah, but we don't do it for a reason, right? We don't do it. We don't do it because it seems really difficult to do, um, because of these underlying fears. So it's kind of like a, a, a kind of vicious circle that we get stuck in. So um, often the fear might also be related to um, perfectionism. So very often, from my experience, procrastinators tend to be people who are very often perfectionists, and they don't get on with um, doing what they need to do because. They are concerned that they're not going to get it right. They're not going to finish writing that article because they feel they um, haven't got the time to do it properly. They won't have time to edit the article. They won't have time to really write in the best possible way. So they sit there and they, you know, get out a sentence or two, and then they think, "Oh, well, I better better do something else." So very often, and not always, I'm not saying it's always related to perfectionism, but perfectionism and procrastination very often go hand in hand, from my experience. Yeah, and actually what you're talking about, with I've worked in the past with quite a few people with writer's block or something similar. Mm. Uh, and it's that challenge of trying to get the first sentence right. Mm. And that's very frequently the thing. I want to, you know, I need to start, I don't know how to start it. Mm. And sometimes actually starting with the second paragraph is a way to get around that. So don't don't try to start with the opening. No, actually no. go in on the second paragraph or the second yes. chapter. Yes. Um, that's you know, that can be one sort of strategy. Mm. Uh, just writing and you know, don't think about the process. In fact, um, I used to tell a metaphor to some clients, um, which was based on um, somebody who built who bought this house and they had this uh, they had this garden space at the back and they sat there staring out the window for weeks and weeks thinking how can I make this perfect garden you know they're wanting they're wanting this beautiful garden and but they just couldn't decide what to plant um, so one day they just went to the garden shop and I bought loads of different seeds of all different types of plants all different types of flowers and they just randomly scattered them in the garden and as they grew they started to look out and notice what they liked And notice what they didn't like and took the things out that they didn't like and rearranged things. Mm. And quite quickly, they'd discovered they produced something really remarkable. Mm -hmm. So it's this metaphor, which is, you know, sometimes you just get you just get started. It doesn't matter if it's right to start with, because afterwards you go and edit it mm -hmm. and you can then create something that's that's a masterpiece or well, it, just, it doesn't mm. even have to be a masterpiece. But I think sometimes it's that pressure of feeling that it has to be a masterpiece is the problem. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's the sort of getting going, isn't it? That's, um, and it absolutely gets in, gets in the way of actually even trying. It's giving up before you even try uh, a lot of the time uh, with procrastination because, you know, the fear is so strong, the underlying anxiety is so strong that... Um, you might not get it right, that you that it stops you in your tracks. So it kind of immobilizes you. It's a bit of procrastination is a form of freezing, isn't it? If you think about fight, flight, freeze responses, you freeze um, in 
because you feel threatened in some shape or form. So if you start that very thing that you need to do, you might get it wrong. Somebody might tell you that uh, it wasn't good enough, etc. So it's best not to do it altogether. Yes, and I mean, as well as fear, it's just that knowing that we have to face doing something we don't enjoy. Yeah. yeah. And one of the challenges as well that we face in our society is we're, we're conditioned from an early age that mm. um, bad feelings aren't good. Mm. You know, we're told, you know, toughen up these sort of messages or, you know, don't cry. It would be, you know, don't cry. It'll be all right. Or, uh, you know, just be strong. Um, and, you know, basically, in, in a way, it's uncomfortable for parents sometimes to see their kids having uh, emotions that where they're feeling upset. Mm. So they try to kind of get the kids out of it mm. rather than knowing that, you know, some of these uncomfortable feelings, there's nothing wrong with them. Mm. We move through them, mm. but we try to block them. Mm. It's like these, you know, feeling anxiety or feeling kind of feeling discomfort, feeling bored. These are things that are not OK. So we try and move away from it. So again, when we have to do tasks, like in everyday life, there's so many things we have to do that they're not particularly fun, but we have to do them. Mm. Like housework. Mm. I mean, some people enjoy it. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm not one of them. Yeah, sometimes. Mm. Yeah. But it's, it's, you know, it's those sort of things I'd rather put off because it feels uncomfortable or it's boring. I'd rather do something interesting. Mm. But then things build up. And I think it's it's because we've almost been conditioned into avoiding those things that may bring up emotions that that we don't really want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how do you I mean, so it's interesting. So it's about uh, avoidance, as you say. Yeah? Procrastination is always about avoidance, about avoidance of pain in some shape or form, whether it's physical pain, for example, with my you know going to the dentist or whether it's emotional pain, the fear of being shamed for example because you feel like you might not uh, you might get it wrong and somebody will laugh at you or you might not get it well you might not do it well enough so there's always this sort of either uh, a fear of uh, of um, of either physical or emotional pain so that's what gets you into this avoidance so how do you break that yeah and not just pain but just mm. generally feelings that we might label as negative mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily pain. Yeah, we could just be boredom. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so we think, I'll do everything I can not to be bored. Mm. Um, but yeah, but how do we break them? And, and I think this is one of the challenges is, you know, where does this procrastination come from? Mm. Is that, you know, for different things and different people, obviously there's going to be a different root cause. It could be from some sort of uh, limiting belief that I'm not good enough which maybe needs to be explored mm. in some way. And mm. you know, maybe having psychotherapy or counselling or working mm. around that is something that would really help. Mm. It could be some sort of conditioned way of uh, feeling that we, we automatically have tried to avoid that feeling because it's natural to avoid things that don't feel good because mm. we've learned that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes by knowing that and knowing that every time we actually sit in those situations that don't feel so comfortable, but things we need to do, that it becomes easier and easier next time to actually get started. Mm -hmm. So it's actually going into those situations and embracing some of that discomfort mm -hmm. uh, can be a really important thing for many people too. Mm -hmm. So it's like a, a exposure, isn't it? Getting some exposure. So in cognitive behavioural therapy, they often talk about um, exposure. So if there's something that you are very 
anxious about, um, for example, if you can't travel on a train, you have some sort of some steps along the way that gets you that get you to prepare for this experience. That's called exposure. So maybe it's not too dissimilar with um, procrastination. This idea of that you maybe you just have to expose yourself, right, to that uncomfortable situation and learn to tolerate it. Yeah, absolutely. So actually, doing it can be a great strategy. Mm. Yeah, and and you know sometimes to get out of that procrastination, we have to make ourselves aware first of all of the negative consequences of not doing it. Yeah, that's true. And sometimes it's best to bring that to your awareness sooner rather than later. Mm. It's like you know, say you're studying for an exam and you think, mm. oh, I don't really want to do this. I'll just put on the next episode of X, Y, or Z on Netflix. Uh, and you end up putting it off to the last evening. Mm. And then you feel really anxious and you know that you could have done a better job had you mm. started earlier, mm. but you didn't. Mm. So it's at those points when you get started is trying to recall that feeling of that last minute frustration and anxiety and thinking, if I wait, I'm going to get really anxious. And sometimes giving you that kickstart there and then of that, that sort of like, boot up the backside, so to speak, which kind of gets you initially started. But then quite quickly is um, finding, tapping into something that can motivate you, something you could get excited about. You know, so if it's if it's writing something, for example, thinking about something about the topic that excites you, thinking about something about it that you're curious about, which is a curiosity we talked about in our last podcast. That might be a way to engage some of that motivation because we don't want to stay in that sort of the negative thing about what will happen if we don't do it. We need to drive ourselves into some motivation quite quickly. Mm. So curiosity, um, thinking about something that can motivate you, maybe putting on some music mm. in the background if it's mm. motivating. Mm -hmm. You know, particularly if it's something like, well, I talked about housework. It might be, you know, if it's some music that you really enjoy or kind of makes you feel kind of excited, mm. put that on while you're doing some of these tasks. Mm. You know, if they don't involve your focused attention. I mean, some things, obviously, we need to have mm. our focused attention. Mm. Mm. But putting on something in the background can help us tap into some of a feeling that's more energised. Because like you said, procrastination is a very stuck feeling. Mm. There's no movement. So anything we can do to increase that feeling of movement is great. Even get up and start moving around, go for a walk, go for a little run, get some movement going in your body. Mm -hmm. That can be a way to get out of that stuck state. Mm -hmm. So knowing, you know, with a very strict time limit, it might be just kind of, you know, just stand up, do sort of 10 star jumps or something, just to kind of get you out of that stuck physiology that we often get into uh, when we're procrastinating. And when you move your body, it can start to energize you a little bit that may give you that bit of impetus to get started with a with a task mm. there's also and i'm uh, i'm trying to i'm wrecking my brain now because i can't think of the name but there's also a, a method um which has been developed by um someone whose name i can't think of <laughs> uh pomodoro that's it now it's coming to me the pomodoro technique which um, is quite helpful particularly if you have tasks to do that require a lot of focus so where you have to think a lot you have to write something you have to think it's a, a study technique where um, you have very clearly prescribed intervals of doing something studying then you have a break you do something else then you have some study time and it's kind of measured the time you can I think you can even buy clocks which are uh, called Pomodoro clocks 
which kind of ring ring after a while to indicate now you have to do something else. It makes it more measurable and it makes it more um, more manageable and also possibly even more enjoyable if you do if you do a task that you don't enjoy. Yeah. And I think it's so sort of well knowing what works for you because I, I mean personally, I find sometimes if I have the time, I'd like to just keep. Once I get into mm. it, I just want to keep mm. doing it. I, mm. I don't want to stop. Mm. I want to get it done. Mm. Um, so it depends on your personal preference mm. for that. Mm. Um, in in uh, when I used to teach something called NLP, neuro linguistic programming, there was a technique we uh, have in that called chaining anchors. And anchors is all about those conditioned responses. Like, for example, when you hear a piece of music and it makes you feel motivated. Or when, you know, you see a blue flashing light in your rearview mirror and it brings up that feeling of kind of anxiety. There are certain experiences that we have, we've associated that response to. So it's like stimulus and response in behavioural psychology. We call them anchors. And we can produce certain anchors that you know, we can associate... Uh, we can bring back those feelings of um, motivation. We can bring back that feeling of urgency. And it's about linking together some of those different feelings to get us out of a procrastination mm. state, right. um, which could be very which could be very powerful for a lot of people. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so there are different ways that it's finding the right way for you that's going to work to help you get out of being in that stuck space. Mm, mm. And I think one thing that's really important as well is thinking about how good you'll feel when you've done it. Mm. Think about the rewards, yeah? Yeah. What comes your way. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, for me, it's... I know that um, every time I've been to see my dental hygienist, first of all, I love the feeling of having my my teeth really nice and clean and smooth and I can lick, lick my teeth with my tongue and it feels really nice. And also I have a routine of then going to a bakery after that experience and treating myself to a nice slice of cake. <laughs> so that really does, it literally sweetens the experience for me and I just love doing it. So it, there's a reward at the end of it. Yeah, maybe not a reward for your teeth, but <laughs> no. reward your teeth with a bit of sugar. <laughs> I know, it's. <laughs> I know, but it works anyway. Yeah, so giving yourself some sort of reward at the end of it and looking forward to that. So you know, maybe even writing down, you know, I'm going to do this and when I've done it, I'm going to have this as a reward. Mm. And letting yourself know that, you know, this is something you can look forward to as you take action. Mm. You mentioned the Pomodoro technique. Mm. I think also schedule these things in just generally. Mm. So, you know, don't put it off until tomorrow because in your mind, whenever you say something like, I'll do it tomorrow or I'll do it next week. That unconscious part of your mind just hears next week. So when you get to next week, your mind's still saying next week. Mm. Yeah, actually schedule it. Sort of, you know, put it in your diary on that specific date at that time. Mm. Schedule those tasks that you don't want to do mm. in at certain times. Mm -hmm. And and stick to it like it's a meeting, mm. like it's a you know, a thing that you just can't miss. Yeah, um, and the same goes uh, if we kind of bring back um, the topic of procrastination to the topic of relationships. So the same goes for sitting down and maybe having a conversation about something that might feel um, difficult for both of you. So um, a topic that you keep um, getting into arguments over, for example. So that might also be something that might need scheduling in. And maybe this idea of let's sit down then, make some time to talk about it now because it's there 
we're kind of avoiding talking about it, but it's in the background and it impacts the relationship, it impacts how we interact with each other. So let's put that in the diary and let's make some time. And you can do that in a very safe way. We've talked about um, various techniques uh, in previous podcasts about how you broach the whole topic of different um, difficult topics. I'll put that in the show notes so you can have a look at that as well, the links to the relevant podcasts. So if you if you have a way of going about it in a neutral way, so to speak, which is not th- which is not threatening to either of you, then you can schedule it in and and try um, and, and and having those conversations, try avoid try not to avoid what is difficult. Yeah, and, and it's really important. And again, with these sort of relationship issues, just also asking yourself at the beginning, before you, before you've even started to put it off, is asking yourself, well, if I don't bring this up and I mm. keep letting this go on for the next five years or 10 years, mm. what's that going to be like? Mm. You know, because it might think, well, yeah, this does bug me quite a bit, but... Mm. But, you know, it's difficult to bring up. So I just put it off. Mm-hmm. And that can seem fine for like a week, a month, maybe a year. But over time, it's like that snowball rolling down the hill. It builds up more and more mass until mm-hmm. it becomes a real source of frustration. Mm-hmm. So I think thinking about if I leave this, if I don't broach this, if I don't do this in a year, two years, five years, what would that be like? Mm-hmm. And realizing, you know, the time to bring this up is soon not always immediately because you know if you're in the middle of an argument if you're in heated sort of emotions you can't discuss those things so in those sort of things you do have to schedule it and that's not procrastination that's just finding the right time Mm -hmm. exactly yeah so if you don't address it then just to stay with the the tooth analogy the decay sets in and there will be even more pain further down the line if you don't address difficulties in your relationship um, because they often they these things come back to haunt you. Well, they're always there. The difficulties are there. They cannot be ignored. And then very often in lots of uh, relationships, they there is a build up and a build up and a build up, and then a big blowout where everything comes out and it becomes quite destructive. Then um, the dis- it, it's not a discussion anymore. It's not expressing your frustrations safely, so to speak. You're then you're just letting rip with your partner. It doesn't actually solve the difficulties that you are experiencing yes so bringing these things up don't lessen them sit mm. you know and it's not that you have to bring everything up no. you have very little things that don't really make much difference no. but it's those sort of issues that that we leave and we know that they play in our minds and but sometimes they they can be really difficult to bring up mm. absolutely but as if you think back to the past where you've actually put things off that seem difficult and you do them, when you do them, they, they're actually not as difficult as they might seem most of the time. Mm-hmm. So just knowing that actually what can be feel most bad is that fear of doing the thing or getting started mm-hmm. or having that discussion. Mm-hmm. But it's the fear that is most challenging. When you actually do it, it's usually much simpler and, and much easier than you'd have imagined possible. Yeah, again, we come again. We come back to this topic of fear. So very often we procrastinate with um, having conversations with our partner that we consider to be potentially threatening because there is an underlying fear here. If I say this, if I 
bring this up as a criticism, so to speak, then my partner's not going to love me anymore, they're going to leave me, etc. And we don't think this consciously, of course, but we think it on some unconscious level. So there's risk involved with this, um, and that's what puts us off in... Uh, uh, it puts us off from having this conversation that needs to be had. So again, um, the starting point is always, what's the fear here? What am I so scared of? What is it that uh, gets me into this avoidance in the first place? Yeah, so as we come to a close with this podcast, take a moment when we finish to think about something you've been putting off and go and do it or schedule it in. Mm -hmm. Take action and just notice how good you feel when you've done it. Um, and please subscribe to this podcast and recommend it to anyone who might benefit. Uh, and tune in next time. We look forward to speaking with you then. Take good care until then. Bye. Bye.